Some people clap on a one and three. Some people clap on a two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott and Tommy Corbins. I'm like Pete Southtown, Zan Zan. I'm always speaking my mind, but I'm better off by my tongue. I'm a bad show at the wrong time. Still, I'm a legend of my own mind. I'm good for the song, but I'm not for Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I'm so excited to have on just a 26-year-old from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada, who now resides just down the road from the shed in Teeswater. His hockey journey has taken him to Canada and the USA. He was a staple, like yours truly, with Guelph AAA program. Then mucked around with the Halton Ravens for a season before heading to those pesky Stratford Cullitans and becoming a champion and a legend. And at six foot four and a mobile D-man, but on the ice with them, folks, for fun, because winning is fun, put up 21 points in 21 playoff games. Owen was a first-team All-Star and the defenseman of the year. He then decided to head for the BCHL and the Penticton Vs and promptly won her again. Winners win, folks. And then, after a pit stop with the Salmon Arm Silverbacks, earned his way to the NCAA with Cordell University, Sweet Barn, and spent two seasons at the University of Vermont. Just last season, dipped his toe into pro hockey with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits and scored his first pro goal in the playoffs. He is now set to run a muck of the coast in his rookie year with those Swamp Rabbits, but... He did lose his last game at a heated four and four battle against yours truly. Welcome to my shed, Joe Leahy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the intro. That's a, that's a nice summary of my career so far. Thank you. I uh, yeah, research team got hot. You're just 26 years old, eh? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just uh, you know, try to get my education in while playing hockey and kind of brings you into your mid-20s most of the time these days, aging out and uh, in junior. And then as well, kind of getting that fifth year with COVID really brought me to this age now. And uh, now yeah, I, guess, I guess, yeah, I guess it is an older age to just be going into your rookie year, eh? Yeah, it is, yeah. Like I'd be the oldest you could be technically, I think, so. Right, because you but, finished uh, junior and you uh, had an extra year of NCAA, but it's uh, probably be about right. time to make some money then, eh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <Totally>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I get in now. We know each other. Last time I saw you, um, holy moly, the <laughs> the end of practice when I had my nephew and my son at the other end and we're horsing around and we're out there with yeah. O'Reilly and Cal O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly, and then Welshie and couple other fellas i don't know there's one in the ahl i don't know what his name was anymore but and then matt dalton in the pipes all of a sudden you guys call me down and say let's play four on four holy moly my ticker hasn't ticked like that in a while (laughs) (laughs) you still have it though really poised with the puck and thank you thank you i needed to hear that thank you i needed to hear that i and i did score a goal or two right (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, ni- not, it's nice to be able to still hang with you fellas, yeah. you know? I had to pick my spots when I was oh, going to move sure. about, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so another guy from that day yeah, that said he's going to come on is uh, the goalie, Matt Dalton, who's in South Korea. So the Shed's never been to South Korea. That'll be fun. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I didn't... Uh, I, I never come across uh dolls before um pretty cool career he's got especially being over so long yeah and uh just like he you know made did pretty well for himself over there so and great goalie too yeah great goalie and uh for me um there hasn't been much interest in playing hockey recently with like the old timers around here but then going out with you guys and playing with like legit hockey players again and i could like try and i could compete and it was fun i actually enjoyed playing hockey again for the first time in a long time you know you think you'll play uh, in a league this year at all or gosh no no i'm a coach now i'm an under 13 coach <laughs> are there any good leagues up there in kindergarten or anything? there's lots of old timers well there's senior a ripley wolves um which i played yeah. when i came back um and i yeah. we we actually had some good runs to the final we went to the finals and uh it was pretty cool when like busloads of fans were going from Ripley to Clinton for hockey games and we were packing the barn. It was, that was fun yeah. playing hockey. Yeah. yeah. But um, that uh, Ryan O'Reilly's pretty good at hockey. Eh? When we skate with him. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm definitely grateful that I can get out there with them from time to time. And you learn something new every time when you're out there with them for sure. Um, you do. Yeah. Like, uh, just like little things he does uh, uh, and he's he's so focused out there too which is is uh, cool to be around like not a lot of uh sometimes in summer skates guys take it easier like he's uh he's going he's going for it well he's time, the so. he's the right type of guy to have around when you're just getting into your pro career because yeah. for me i never skated with him until i was at the end of my career and i was yeah. on my way out and i was just getting my at my mba in cardiff and i knew it was about done and when I went out and skated with him in the summer, there was no coaches out there telling him what to do. There was nobody pushing him. And he was pushing himself and everybody on the ice with him at, like to get better. Like, we're going out here to do our job, and let's go out here and get better. Yeah. And I never had people like that around me in the summer to uh, push yeah. me like that, you know? No, yeah. it's uh, He definitely comes with like the workman-like attitude, and it's like whatever, middle of July, and he's – he's out there with like a clear plan of what he wants to do that day and like executes. It's pretty cool. And yeah, definitely a lot of learning for me. So it's great. Well, and that's how I ended up going out with him was um, before you were around and the couple other fellows that came out with us. Um, I had a feeling he might want someone to skate with. Cause I remember going out to Godrich by myself. How it's how I met him was I was skating by myself and I thought this is miserable skating by yeah. myself. I have nothing to do. I have n- no one oh, to pass yeah. to. And so I just reached out to him um, through Chris Davey, who's running the arena, who's a beauty. Um, and uh, he just said, um, I'll let him know that you'll, you're up for it. And um, I went out, I helped him one-on-one, just the two of us. And I'm an aspiring coach in minor hockey here. And I want to be the best coach I can be for my under 13 yeah. team. And then I go out there and work one-on-one with him for yeah. 90 minutes. It was like, well, that was really neat for me. And then the next time he lets my son come out with us and yeah. like, yeah. he's just a great dude. 
you know? No, he is. Yeah, he's definitely like uh, no ego to him, really. Just no, he's just like treats everyone the same. And yeah, I was can't say enough good things about him for sure. Yeah, it's like uh, the one guy said to me, he's like, well, don't think any autographs from him are going to be worth much because he signs a lot of them. Like that last time we <laughs> skated, he left, the, he left the room right away as soon as the skate was over and signed probably 50 gals twigs, right? <laughs> oh, I felt so bad from that day. Like they, uh, they like, I don't know, somehow, maybe someone didn't even know him, but like, you know, the crowd starts forming and then you just want someone's autograph and um yeah there's like a line of 50 kids there i was like what the heck That's and he signs he signs every one every day because i went out with him about a handful of times there and every time he was doing that for everybody and he had time for everybody he'd stand there in the parking lot and talk to them ask them about everything yeah what a dude but um very kind of him to let me come out and work with him and i hope that maybe it was helpful when i was out there um but then once you guys were all coming out there there wasn't as much need for me to be the passer guy because you guys all need to practice passing too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> um, but it was cool seeing his drills, right? You could pick up a lot of stuff from that. Like stuff yeah. you don't really think about putting into a drill, the little details. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anywho, that's how we know each other, right? Um yeah, yeah. so that's where yeah. I met you was uh we walked into the room together. And you were sitting there, and I'm like, is that a Greenville Swamp Rabbit shirt, <laughs> right? And you're going to play for Lordo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, uh, that's funny, the connections you have. Like, you know, we're in some crazy ranking Goddard. You have your son in the room, and you played with Lordo slash Forum, and then I'm just – You're just <laughs> out to – yeah. Well, and then you had to take your standard shed guy selfie. Everybody has to take their shed yeah. guy selfie. <laughs> and uh, then we sent that to Lorna and he wrote back. Yeah, exactly. I, I sent it. So I had just been to Cardiff with him for Josh Batch's testimonial, which is a cool thing that they do in the UK. After 10 years of playing in a spot, they give you a game and um, you get to bring back whoever you want. And um, you have a weekend and Lordo and I were there together. And then just a couple weeks oh, later, yeah. I'm skating with a swamp rabbit. Right? Yeah. That's how things work, I guess. It's kind of funny. But. Yeah. Well, Lordo, Lordo knew how to recruit dandies. Um, I call them shed guys. And when we were in Cardiff, it was the most fun I ever had playing hockey. They were the biggest beauties I ever played with. And it seems like he's still doing a good job. <laughs> you know? So... Yeah, no, for sure. No, he's a he's a great coach, and uh, hopefully, have another big year this year, and you know, go further in the playoffs and whatnot. So, yeah. so then, how did Super you left school to, to go play for him then? Eh, so how did that go about? Yeah, yeah. So, um, whenever we were we got eliminated um, against BU, I want to say I don't even know the dates, but some time in the middle of Mar- or middle of March. We made it to the second round of playoffs in Hockey East. And uh, then basically just uh, had a bunch of Coast teams reach out to me. And then I thought uh, Greenville was the best fit for me, just kind of doing some background on the franchises and the coaches and things like that. And I thought um, Lordo and Greenville would be the best fit for me. So that's kind of how it went down. I, I thought it'd be cool to play uh, somewhere warm and whatnot. 
especially coming from Vermont. And uh, I heard like the South Division was great and, and Greenville was uh, like kind of a place that I heard was a cool spot to play. So kind of it was a big fit. Uh, well, uh, I could see why in a lot of different ways. So I could see why you'd want to play somewhere with the sunshine, right? Like, um, the yeah, when I played in Dayton, Ohio, I call it Daytona Beach, Ohio, and it was brutal, (laughs) it was as bad as you'd think. And then you go play Florida in the semifinals, and you're like, these assholes got to live like this all year round, and we were in Dayton, Ohio, and then you go to Boise, Idaho, and you're like, what in the hell is this? And, and yeah. then you realize some of the spots are, I would, I went and played the South Fair Carolina enough. team and Columbia and man, Carolinas are a nice area too. <laughs> really nice. Yeah. No, I, I love, I loved it as soon as I got down there. I really didn't know I was going to like uh, just the lifestyle like change and things like that. But um, it's honestly better when, you know, I was pretty old in college. So I was just kind of stepping into like, back with my age group a bit uh in the coast and uh really good dudes and lots of fun uh you could golf a lot like there's a lot of things that were just away from the rink and not even to do with hockey that were really fun so um, has lordo been a bully to you in the summer because he was a bully with me you know what he made me do i because i was not i didn't have a six pack <laughs> he made me everything i put in my mouth i was supposed to okay. send him all week long everything that went in my mouth whatever i ate or drank and i fudged the numbers and then he'd still just roast me (laughs) (laughs) no i haven't gotten that treatment uh well then the team got bagels the next season everybody else was allowed to eat the bagels except for wally (laughs) (laughs) the oldest guy in the team not allowed to eat bagels yeah (laughs) (laughs) did it work did you play that was the year I hurt my knee. I was too fast. I tried to split the D for no reason because I was too skinny and I got hurt because I was faster than I oh. usually was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, he, 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 he's good at pushing people. He's good at getting the best out of them. Um, he got the most out of me that there was at the end. And when I went back my last year, when he was so annoying that summer, I was 171 pounds when I went back. And that was about as light as I got in pro. And that was when I was 32. And that was from him pushing me. And I know he would take the time with each of his players and try and push the buttons to get them going, you know? Yeah. For sure. No, that's that's definitely true. I saw that firsthand. He's He's, um, no, he's just a, a very uh, analytical thinker, I, kind of what I was yeah, agreeing from it. You could, uh, you, you he could say he's a bit of a nerd. You could say he's a bit of a nerd. <laughs> you can't say that, say that. I can, because I have a different yeah. relationship with him. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it, basically, you know, he's just super hard worker, and you can tell he cares a lot about uh, everyone in the room, and then also just about, you know, exactly how to, how to gauge guy up to their full potential well i guess we don't really know each other that well um so how laura and i actually know each other was that i played for him for two years the second year i get hurt um he's just made me one of the captains for the first time in my pro career which was pretty neat and then i hurt my knee and the doctors say my career is over and i don't know how to help the team i got my two little kids um, I had just gone from being in school and being busy as hell to being the injured guy with two little kids and can't do anything to help the team. And it's my last season of hockey. And um, 
Lord was pretty intense and he was trying to have some fun pregame speeches to get ease the tension. So then I offered up my services to be the pregame speaker. And while my kid had a bunch of superhero masks, so it turned into um, me spray painting while well, the equipment manager spray painting me different colors and I'd be different superheroes and I would jump out of closets. I would jump. I'd come out of showers uh, dressed as a superhero wearing my kids masks naked um, and do the pregame speech as that superhero. That was Lordo's uh, first year as head coach or second year as head coach. Yeah. I was this pregame speaker. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, started out nine and zero. I guess. Yeah, you got to do whatever you okay, can well, to help the team important. win, right? And pregame yeah. speeches are <laughs> yeah. important. <laughs> no, they are. They definitely are. Yeah, sets the and, tone. Yeah, and I was electric. I did the best I could, you know. So yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know how his pregame speeches are going <laughs> to be next season, but they're probably not going to be as good, you know. No. And you can let him know that. I don't know if he, we can do that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyways um are you're still in the area you're still in teeswater are you did you are are you still in teeswater yeah 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 just uh so i actually have an apple farm here so yeah so i haven't uh basically uh, we're right near harvest where uh, we have like a little apple orchard here about five acres of uh, honey crisp apples so oh, they're about they're about ready to be picked right now. So that's kind of uh, the next week or so. Um, I'm not really doing a lot of the picking, but uh, kind of managing from afar, I guess, uh, making sure things go. So are you skating? So, yeah, still. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm skating. Um, basically, like um, I was skating in Stratford um, a little bit. Uh, and then in Goddard with Snook, but Snook's been gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So then at that point, I've been gone. I'm going back to Waterloo a lot uh, for skates. Just uh, um, there's a good. Well, <laughs> if you got nothing going on this Sunday, um, I am hosting a skills day in Kincardine, nine to twelve. If you want to come out and show the kids your shit, you know. Yeah. I, I'm well, running a, I'm running sure, a skill sure. session That's this awesome. Sunday. 2016s, 2011s. I got like just under 30 kids right now. So hopefully we can get a few more. And uh, if you want to come out, I got ice. Oh. Time. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no, that's sweet. I would love to come. Okay. Well, perfect. Yeah. Hey, Wally Skills just got a new instructor. Awesome. <laughs> love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That's good. Okay. Are you guys going to be good this year? Yeah, we're going to win the whole thing. Yeah. Are you good? You guys gonna be good this year? Yeah, we're gonna win all of it. Um, and did, I, you won I, it last year too, or what? Well, I I coached my daughter's under nine Housley gals team last year, um, and here it's two yeah. ages together, so um, the teams are totally different each year. Um, yeah, it, it'll be a totally different group of kids than I've coached before. There'll be maybe a, there'll be a few that I've coached before um, from two years ago where we had a squad and went to all Ontario's. Um, and that was, um, yeah, they were the tightest group of kids I've seen in some time. So it was really, that was actually how I fell in love with coaching was that season when you see the boys come together. And then last season with my girls, you see them like they see each other around town and they're just, they're very happy to see each other. And it makes me feel good as a, 
their first time coach. Um, and then you start loving it, it and then oh. you're reaching out to Snook to be like, Hey, can I come on the ice so I can learn some shit too? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're going to do it, yeah. you may as well do the best That's you awesome. can. Right. So anywho, but yeah, we'll be good. I believe I don't really know what the competition's exactly. like. No, so, um, okay. Yeah. L- let's see here. Your so for small world stuff, how we know each other. Your yeah. old man was a sugar king, Elmira Sugar King, my hometown. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he was. Did you look up when he played? I think it was like 80, like 79, 80 or something. Must have been one of the first teams that, ever. Yeah. 79, 79, 80. Uh, he is that. Yeah. He had a pretty good stats, I think. And then he went to play on uh, University of Guelph, the Griffins uh, Center, man. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, yeah. So he and he's from Teeswater. That's how. That's why we're here, basically. Well, what that? Uh, so he obviously came to Elmira to play for the Sugar Kings. And what was neat for me as when the research yeah. team got hot, I click on that team. And growing up, yeah. one of my neighbors was Greg Broughton. I grew up with his son Brad. Okay. And then Dave Matthews yeah. was on the squad. He was my coach in Elmira and got canned the year we won it. Jeff Snyder was the Elmira Sugar King legend. That was like, the, he was the guy that gave me my first junior B tryout at 13 years old. Um, and they were all on your dad's team. So okay. that's some small world stuff. Not that you care, you know? <laughs> How about Dean Netsky? You know who he is from Teeswater, Ontario? Dean Netsky. Yeah, I do know him. Yeah, he's a, he's a carpenter. Do you know him? Of Yeah, so in between hockey and the real world, I worked for him as like his, his guy to help his help router guy, you know? Okay. Yeah. He's a beauty. Yeah. And then I played some old times. No, he's with a, him he's a good, he's really, so he, he lives... he's yeah. in King Carter. He he's from in King Carter now, right? Yeah. 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 No, I remember. Uh, so I think it was like just him and my dad was the only guys to make it out of Teeswater for a while there. I think that's right. kind of how I knew him and, yeah he's like a buddy of my dad's for sure um and so you also played guelph triple a like yours truly i also played guelph triple a yeah. so yeah. you go to guelph yeah for that water? was uh waterloo no 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 i'm i'm not from tease water at all i'm kind of a transplant here i'm from waterloo i played waterloo all the way up um and then in Bantam, I think my basically like my godfather was the coach of, uh, of the Triple A team there, and his son was on that team, so that made the, the switch there. It wasn't anything uh, like the team was actually worse than we were in Waterloo, but well, um, you know, we could be just two of some of the only people to connect. switch those two. I switched from Waterloo to Guelph too. I started in Waterloo Triple A, and I switched to Guelph. For real, yeah. There's many. They usually go to Kitchener Bridge, or I don't know where else. Maybe the GTHL. Did you? Did people do that back then? Well, not back. I'm not really. GTH. But I'm from I'm from Elmira, right? So if you're from Waterloo, yeah. I'm from ten minutes away. You know. Yeah, you would. You all Elmira kids would play Waterloo if they played AAA. We could choose between that or Guelph. So um, I started out Waterloo and then switched to Guelph. Oh, you could. Okay. I didn't 
I don't know if it's still okay. the same though. Yeah. It's probably changed. Um, so I'll, also, I always say jeans are a thing in the shed here. So your sister is also the captain in Princeton and played four years. Yeah. Yeah. So my older sister, I think she's five years older than me. Um, yeah, she played her. Yeah. She, she went to Princeton on the hockey team. Um, and that actually really opened the door like to college hockey for myself. Um, just cause well, then you'd probably go, did you go see it at all yeah. when you're a young buck? Yeah. So I was like, I think I was in grade eight when she went to school. So like I'd come like as a, whatever young high school, like it was my dream then. Cause I, the closest, the closest school was Cornell to like Waterloo. So we always go see your Cornell games. Um, and then we stayed for the men's game after. And I was like, holy shit, this is this is a sick place to play. It can um, really inspire you, right? So my my story is I watched the Sugar Kings win the Sutherland Cup, and one of my favorite players was Rob Collins and Brandon yeah. Dietrich, who were my two favorites. And the Sugar Kings took us to St. Lawrence to watch um, an NCAA game, and Brandon Dietrich's playing for St. Yeah. Lawrence. And then we also go watch the Ottawa 67s okay. in the OHL. And then you see a guy you grew up, idolizing playing NCAA and you see the bands playing and you see the music and the fans yep. and the yep. student section. And you're like, I'm yep. so into this, <laughs> you know? I know. No, it's, uh, it's definitely, I mean, I was kind of a later bloomer anyways. So like, it made sense like, hockey wise to go, um, yeah. to play, like you just have more years to develop basically than the OHL other to me. Um, but then you can combine that with like you get a degree, you yeah. have way more fun. I feel like than you it's would. It's not even close for fun. Oh, it's not even it's close. Not even a, those junior yeah, guys not, can say whatever no. they want. Nobody had more fun than the NCAA. Nobody. No, it's like yeah, like yeah. But you also worked like, really hard, right? Like the fun, workouts but... are insane in NCAA, but oh. Right? yeah yeah the workouts and i mean even like just keeping up with your classes and stuff like that was just a grind but like the, the saturday nights were best time ever obviously ever. and then yeah in the springtime when the season was over yeah Wild. springtime Spring's the season was the over best. and before like in september wow <laughs> well, I, I, I wasted like, michigan too to, we like, we get put out yeah. first round so we had lots of time in the spring <laughs> well it's like, like in junior or whatever, you you're really close with your your buddies or your teammates. But then you know, once you're out, it's kind of done. At college, you're out, and you basically have like two and a half months to party, which is it can get out of control. But um, it it totally can. It, and what I thought the funniest part for me was at Western Michigan, the coaches always pushed this stay. So your first year, they wanted you to stay after freshman year for two months before you go home and take yeah. extra classes and work out. Well, what actually happens is you move in with the seniors that are just done their college career and are given her and you're freshman and yeah. you've had a hard mm -hmm. year and you're ready to give her. And then it's the off season mm -hmm. and then people are skipping workouts and people are having a time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that that's just bound to happen. Like well, yeah, it's I a mean, stressful season too, right? Because you care oh, so is. much 
And then when it's it when it is over, you're like, okay, so we finally get to be college kids for like a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I I've done a summer session where it's like mandatory, um, and you're right. Like, what happens is it just it you know it starts off like okay, Friday, Saturday, and then a Wednesday night gets thrown in there, and then you know Thursdays all like it just it just becomes. But no one's working. Everyone's oh. just kind of taking a token class. And a, to- a token class, and all you else you have to get done in the day is a workout, and that's yeah. it. That's and, or like a well, a workout and a skate, and then you're done by eleven. <laughs> so it's uh, no, it's definitely a recipe for disaster. But you got to be disciplined if you want to get anything out of it. Which well, yeah, and you do the workouts when you're nuts. Yeah, you know, twenty twenty one or whatever. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, you did have you an interesting need, uh... college career though, eh? Because, um, when I, I'm jumping all over the place, but, um, that, all that COVID stuff there, yeah. you looked like you were having a hell of a start to a season. You had seven points in 10 games. You're, I think it's your second year of college. And, yeah. and then it, then you don't even play again for Cornell, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it was really tough. So that year, I had just come off hip surgery, um, and I started the year late. And uh, we were the number one team in the country for the whole first half. Oh. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't get in the game. We wouldn't, we couldn't, we didn't lose. So they would never put me in. They didn't put me in. I was, I couldn't even be mad at it either. How we were, we were dummying the whole league, um, and then. I don't know if someone got hurt. We kind of went on. We lost two games the entire year, that COVID year. Um, so we got, I think we lost one of those games and they put me in and I played the rest of the year until uh, those 10 games or whatever. Um, and then we're, you know, the COVID thing was just oh. like Tuesday was, we're playing, you know, we're playing the playoffs on Friday, Wednesday. It was like, oh, we may need to postpone the game. There's this virus going around. We're home. We're home in Canada on Saturday. Like it was that quick. That where it was quick. like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. And um, well, yeah, was like it was interesting because like I was in the real world and I got sent remote and like that's how I started all this. Was I ended up working from my shed and did some brainstorming yeah. and came up with this <laughs> and um. Anyways, like it changed everybody's life, but um, yeah, you wouldn't have got the whole college experience throughout that time too, right? Like, so oh, you were yeah. back so, in Canada and everything, so you missed out on some good years there. <laughs> oh yeah, so we I missed like whatever March twenty twenty on. We were all home, and then um, we were brought back to school that twenty twenty fall, but it was all like remote, like learning in our in our houses on campus or off. And- and that's not that's not that's college. Oh, it was the absolute worst. No, and then our season got canceled just for the Ivy League um, around American Thanksgiving. They told us we weren't going to play. And then um, there was a kind of probably five or six of us who uh, fast tracked our degrees to graduate in three years, and then uh, we graduated and then transferred. Right. And you I, can't, you can't well, do grad school at the same school you've been at or something. Yeah. Uh, 
only for the Ivy League. It was just this weird rule. You couldn't, you had to slow down your degree to play your fifth year. Like you couldn't, you had to do your under, you could only do undergrad at Ivy League schools. Just this weird rule. So, so Cornell is, is an like Ivy that. League school. So you got to be a smart cookie then, huh? Uh, What'd I you take there? I took uh, agricultural science. So you're you're is, you're a farmer. Yeah, exactly. So like what? It's like just plant science, but applied. But, and like, what what all are you into then? Just the honey crisp apples, or are you dabbling more stuff? Yeah, just that. Just uh, I'm dabbling, but like, in terms of like. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, it would be just apples that I'm like doing. And I'm not a farmer. My dad's not a farmer. Like none of us are farmers. It's just my uh, this farm my grandfather bought. He was the town doctor in Teeswater, and then um, my dad bought it from his siblings. And then right before I went to Cornell, I was supposed to be doing economics. My first semester, I did economics, and uh, I was like sucks and uh so Economics i didn't know Cornell was just like apparently like one of the best agricultural yeah <laughs> egg side uh, Cornell had one of the best egg side por- uh programs and a couple of my buddies in the team were in it so they're like come do it with this with us they're both farmers from uh one from Manitoba, one from somewhere else in ontario so they were like come do this like and we'll help you you know and well, that's cool was, yeah and i love it's fun because like you can you're learning stuff that you're you can actually apply rather than like yeah then just going to school to go to school super boring yeah i find yep i i do understand yeah which that's what i was doing um (laughs) but did you get so i don't know if they still do these when you at where you're trying to go ncaa i remember studying for the SATs and then having to go somewhere in the city to write SATs. Did you have to do that? Yep. Yep. They're still doing it. I think they might've just gotten rid of it just because of COVID. That's what I thought I had heard it. a rumor about that, but, but I remember it depended what schools you could go to, what you scored on that. And it was basically saying you're this smart, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, my story with the SATs, it was, it's the, it's the worst day of your life. Like, if you're trapped in this room for six hours, you just gotta, it's, it's basically how, how fast you can do things, not how smart you are, I find. It, it was super just, you know, you're always under the gun for time. Anyways, but I did the best. My brother was a, is a golfer, and he went down south uh, for, on a scholarship as well for golf. Um, and he was two years older. So he, when he was writing his SATs, was like grade, going to grade 12. And I was going into grade um, 10. And that was the earliest you could write them. We did a crash course together. And uh, like did, at that time, I was him? way too young to be writing it. But we did this crash course. No, well, I probably did beat him. But that I had, so I wrote it. I got a, like a pretty decent score. Um, they wanted, Cornell kept making me write it again. Like after I was committed, basically like if you get, it's all an index. So if your kids, you want your kids to do the best you can so you can get really dumb guys in. Like, do you know what I mean? So you have like different yeah. tiers of academics, but it has to average a thing. Anyways, 
They so have to have a sm- they have to have a smart enough and- team. So they want everybody to be as smart as they possibly yeah. can be, so they can get some some other players. So you can get yeah, dumb yeah. Guy who's a stud or so. Um, they kept making me write it over and over. I wrote it like four times. I got worse every time I did it. And this was like after high school. I had a you know, when I was going into grade time, it was the best time I did it just because it, it this crash course was like little tricks and it wasn't to do with how smart you are, it's just this little game you have to it's play. It's a game, yeah. Found, I remember taking a co- uh, I remember taking yeah, something before and I did it one time and then Western Michigan was like, Well, that's good enough for us. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I think Cornell asked me what I got, and they're like, nah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Cornell took uh Matt Molson. So when we were in the scoring race <laughs> junior fun. B, the two of us were in it together. Um, yeah. and Cornell took him, and then I did go to Cornell and play Cornell, and that is a sweet barn, isn't it? Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah. Molson's like a cult player for Cornell, um, but um, no, that uh, yeah, that line of ranks like I think it's like ranks just college like college sports experiences is like very highly ranked throughout the whole NCAA and sport. Um, it it was definitely really, yeah, definitely super cool to be like you know, a Cornell hockey player, even on campus, everyone treated you like really, you know, I guess differently maybe. And you were, it was weird coming in from, I don't know. It, it's just a different, you felt like a football player at a big school or something sometimes. I, I, the, it, no that's so pretty cool yeah. though. Cause, but with yeah. some schools, the hockey team's the team. And then some schools, right. they're not really like at Western yeah. Michigan. They are now kind of mm-hmm. but like yeah. football and basketball were a thing too when i was there right. the basketball team makes the ncaa tournament and it's you know it's kind of a competitive thing between the sports really yeah no and that's what helped us too like our football and basketball team were no good so um and it's like id league football like it's not a it's it's like i don't, I don't it's d1 but it's like the lowest level you can be so it they're really and yeah i guess there's just a lot of tradition like kids kids want to when i and when i played against them so i played against them out of conference a bunch of times and it's because the coach there used to coach at western michigan mike schaefer the guy that's coached there for like two decades now before he went to cornell he was at western michigan for five years and our coaches knew him and um that's why they'd always set up games against each other and um, when I played Cornell, man, they were a squad. They had Ryan Veshi, who ended up in, like, he was a little bugger that could just play. Um, mm-hmm. And then they had that gigantic defenseman, Murray, that played in the show for San Jose. Oh, that Murray. Yeah. would just kill people, yeah, in college. And I'm sorry if I'm keeping you up. I know farmers get up early, you know? I- I'm sorry this is late. I had to wait till the kids go to bed, you know? No, I understand. Um, this is this is this is fun, but um, it is fun, right? Um, and yeah. Cornell, though, what a that's a cool school, and um, that's one of yeah. the schools that when they start looking at you, you're like, well, uh, but the other thing they have, right, Ivy League, is they don't have full scholarships. Like it's all yeah, it's all financial aid, financial aid, and it isn't yeah. it to do with what your parents make is how 
much they give you or something? Or is it a, to do with hockey? Yeah, it's like a whole it's the whole algorithm of like what your parents make. Um and then like their whole financial background. And then like how many kids you have. Like it's this whole you have to submit like so much, so many or so many like tax stuff. And then they spit out a number and that's what you get. That's wild. So you did yeah. graduate from Cornell. So poster pictures. Yeah. Who's the gal with you in the poster pic there? You're both graduation day. That's yeah, that's my wife now. We just got married uh, about a month and a half ago. Really? Congratulations. You just got married. Thank you. Yeah. Where'd yeah. you do that? Yeah. At the farm here. Really? That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Good shindig yeah. or what? Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was like 240 people or something like that. Dance um, floor? I, Dance floor get hot? Oh, uh, yeah. Love that shit. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I I excel nice at celebrating at, like, love. At our farm, make it as late as possible. And... <laughs> I do. I when I get around to dance floor, I, yeah, I I do yeah. the best I can every wedding I hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so that would have been a good shindig. I would on a farm with 240 yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was fun and. uh Lots of my buddies and her friends, and then so that's the next poster picture is your wedding party. Family. It was awesome. So, your wedding party, then, is that mainly Teeswater area fellows, Waterloo fellows, or hockey fellows? Wait, what picture are you talking about? I, I think it's your, I think it's your wedding party, all the dudes, isn't it? It's got to be. Oh, like, is that is it a lineup of people? There's like, oh, some, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, got to be the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So are those, those my, hockey guys? Who are they? Uh, my two. Yeah, so there's two hockey guys in there. Two of my two brothers, two are, are hockey guys. Uh, my brother-in-law, who's not a hockey guy, and then, um, yeah. So the two hockey guys, Jared Nash, he played with me at Stratford. I don't know, okay. if you know that name. Probably not. Um, he played at. Many then he played out in Penticton with me, and then he went to Alaska Anchorage. Um, okay. He's done now. He's uh, in, in Teachers College. Um, and then my buddy, Nate McDonald, he was a goalie at uh, Cornell with me uh, in my year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, I just he's figured done. you just got married. Those guys probably mean quite a bit to you, right, at this stage of your life. and Right? But just thinking out loud. That's why I was wondering who they were, you know? Um, anyways, so that, uh, the, the poster picks where you're with one of the, I, I fell up beside you. And then there's one, you stand in there. That's the apple orchard then behind you that you guys had just built yeah. it or what? Yeah, that's me and my brother. That was, uh, that was picked from a couple of years ago with, uh, one of the new plantings. So that those trees are a little bigger now, but yeah, that's, uh, me and my brother there with, uh, we had just finished putting up a trellis or whatever after a plant so cool pick there yeah no and uh looks like you get your hands dirty in the summer then eh when you're home <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so then uh 
couple of your pictures. Cornell, number four. And then there's another of one of you yeah. taking a snapshot, some heavy flex yeah. on her. You're number uh-huh. four again there. So what do you wear yeah. number four on purpose or what? Um, I like four, like, you know, or it's cool. It's a cool D man number. Um, but I was five in Vermont and then I was three in Greenville. I don't know. Just keep it a low number, you know. Just keep it a D man's uh, number. Like, You're just being a D man. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I prefer four, but it, you know, sometimes it's not available. So yeah. it's, a, it's a popular number among D man. But I, 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 I've skated with you. You seem to me, cause I always say, um, old school fellas playing in the new school game will run amok of those new school boys when it comes to playoff time and when the going gets yeah. tough. And I think you're that type of player from skating with you. Yeah. And then when you're telling me that you're wearing a number because you old want school. to be like a D-man's number, that's old school. That's, I think I'm right yes. again. <laughs> uh, but no, I actually, I was quite, um, when you were coming out and um, you were as big as you were in the locker room, I uh, wasn't expecting you to be able to skate like you can. Um, I was expecting, you can boogie for a big fella. Yeah, no, I've always been a, like, I actually kind of grew late. Um, and so to keep up when I was smaller, I always had to work on my skating and then I grew and I kind of just kept it going. But yeah, a lot of people say that. Um, but it's been a big ass. I love, like, teams just like big D and I can skate. If you can just do that, you can defend well. So well, it's been yeah. a good ass. And, uh, you know, that's definitely what I picture you as, as a professional hockey player. And I think there's a lot of places you can go in your career. And it's interesting yeah. that you're 26 and this is your rookie season. Cause yeah. I think, I think you can play for some time here. <laughs> yeah. And I may know some people around the world now. That'd be nice. <laughs> Just so you know, um, now that I started oh, yeah. this, I know a lot more people than I you used start. to. <laughs> yeah. For sure. You'd have such a big network now just with talking to different people and connecting the dots. Yeah, it is. It does connect the dots and it's fun, right? Like you said, and I don't know why I wouldn't do it whenever I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So what else do I got? Poster pick. You won the cherry cup with the Stratford Cullitans. Um, I uh, small world. I won two cherry cups. Um, one of them was against Stratford in the finals, and uh, that's a sweet barn, isn't it? The William yeah. Allman Arena, isn't it called? Yeah, no, it is. Um, yeah, the, yeah, the William Allman Arena. Um, yeah, that's a really nice barn, and uh, just uh, like the boards don't move, the glass doesn't move. It's like a, you're boxed in. Yeah, um, you, the, if you're playing in that barn, you're mucking it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, there ain't and, no hiding uh, in there. <laughs> there one good thing about it, I was uh, at, at that point. <laughs> no, and um, at that point in my career, I was uh, playing a lot of power play. So when you take a one timer from the blue line, it's basically in the hash marks and the regular ring. So you score a lot of goals. Just you can uh, beat the goalie clean from the blue line. It's kind of it's a matchbox. Oh, and I, I actually like, yeah, growing up as a young bugger, um, uh, back when Elmira was in those playoff runs, Stratford was always the other team, you yeah. know, 
And um, it's yeah. a hell of, it was a hell of a rivalry. It's too bad they're not the Colts anymore. And now they're like the Warriors or something. But um, so you guys did win the Cherry Cup, but how did it yeah. go in the Sutherland Cup? We lost to London in seven or six, I want to say. Um, just guys weren't. I think guys wanted like just they were happy with the cherry cap. I think honestly, is that it, yeah? They didn't the have the mentality stuff. that it wasn't done because yeah. yeah, it was actually kind of sad because we we honestly would have it was those Caledonia teams. Jerry hear about those teams that the had Caledonia like teams? 18, 20 year olds, and they were paying them right. They had yeah, so that was the last year of that. And then they made this rule that you can only have nine or 10, but that was the last year. So we probably would have lost anyways. They had like whatever, 15 overage OHL guys. And we were. Oh, so it was four teams and it's two series of best of sevens to go for it. Cause when I played, it was yeah. the winner of each league and you played a round Robin home and home, yeah. the three teams. And then the top two played a best of seven. And for us, it was interesting because Elmira, had yeah. only really won the Cherry Cup, and then they won the Southern Cup. And then we did it my second year. And then my third year when I'm the guy, and it's like my team, um, we lost in Game 7 of the Southern Cup. And we did win the Cherry Cup, but, like, nobody on that team considers it a championship. Like, we don't have a group chat. We don't all still talk. But the team that won the Southern Cup the year before – we all still have a group yeah. chat. We're getting invited back to Elmire during the season this year to all get recognized as a team. And I mean, losing that game seven that next year, it's it was brutal. It was as tough as it gets. Yeah, no, I I think that's the same as us. We don't I feel like they a lot of guys think it was a championship. I don't know. It yeah. The Cherry Cup is a big, I don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. You need to win the Sutherland Cup for it to be legitimate. Um, but well, it's not, I'm not saying that's the case because you did win your league. You did win your championship. It's like, yeah, that's that Cherry Cup is 10 teams and you won your league. Um, It's like in Denmark, there's only 10 teams and I yeah, say I won like the championship, crossover. right? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's no, The winners there's no play the winners, but it is a true. I guess it's the same when you went to the BCHL though, right? Like the BCHL, you won that, it looks like. And then don't you go to like an RBC? Yeah. Yeah, you actually went to, you had to go to the Western Canada Cup, which was an intermediate tournament where you play like the Western leagues. And then two teams from there would go to the RBC. But um, that is more considered in my mind, like a, a true championship because it's just some good tournament at the end that you got to play in Ontario where there's like no one. Ours was in Coburg, Ontario. Um, there was no one in the stands. It was like May 2, 4 weekend. And like, <laughs> it was, it was uh, wives and girlfriends and, you know. So, uh, but when like, you won the BCHL, that was like winning it, right? Yeah, I felt like that. Like, and even our coach, I mean, they're out, they're BC's on their own now. And for that reason, because it, it felt like you were like coming down a level at the RBC in some respect, obviously like 
the uh, AJ was still kind of on par at that time I was there, but like the Ontario teams, Colbert actually won it. They were out in like the second round of the OJ and they hosted and won they it. somehow won it. Like we, 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 we shot them like 50 to 12 in the semifinals and they beat us two one. Like it, and then they did the same thing to Brooks in the finals and Brooks had like Kale McCarr and uh, like a bunch of, uh, Really, but that was Cal McCarthy, and he was yeah. It, it just yeah, he was uh, insane. Yeah, that guy. He's still. I I played Adam Fox in college. Um, obviously, a bunch of other NHLers, but he's by far even at that league. Like it was crazy how good he was. Wow, like I always thought as a winger, like my only job was stopping D man, and then when a puck would go out to a guy that could like not many of them did it back in old school hockey where they'd fake shots and walk the line and do stuff. Cause back in the day, if you got it on the point, you just kind of shot it back in. And when you get out there against a high end offensive defenseman that started bobbing and weaving, and you're the winger that's going out and he's breaking your ankles and you look like the biggest idiot ever. That guy does that to people in the NHL all the time. (laughs) It's no, he, he was uh, he was doing that on steroids all over the ice. Like you get get the puck in the neutral zone, um, like basically just kind of suck a guy in, fake D to D in the neutral zone, and then just beat everyone off the ice along the wall. Like he was, it was the like the raw skill he had, just like the ability to just skate faster than everyone, and then his hands and his head fakes. Like it was, it was. Uh, I've never seen. I haven't seen something like it like since then you've been on um, some pretty good you've been on the ice with some good players in your time eh? and you're just a young buck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly oh he was uh yeah i remember him coming down on me in uh OT in the western canada cup and uh kind of broken three on two but he had the puck on my side i was like jesus like this is gonna be Anyways, you just like ripped it off my ankle, thankfully. But anyways. <laughs> uh. Yeah, it's interesting when you play <laughs> hockey with some people that they get it on the wing on a three on two and you know not much is going to happen where then no. you get a three on two and someone else has the puck and you're like, oh, dear. <laughs> some some young guy was actually asking me that the other day something about like specific moves like what do I find hard to defend or something? I was like, if you're good, it's hard to defend. If you're not, it's you know, it's pretty cut and dry. Like if you're a good player, I like I know if you are or not, and then I gotta respect certain things. If you're bad, you know what I mean. Doesn't matter what you do. Like I, get, yeah. Anyways, it well, it, it's it's like, no, it's true though. It's like. But it's also when you're playing against guys and you know what they can do. And uh, but for me, it's like on a three on two, if you can create space and then if you can get to the middle of the ice is when shit gets confusing for defensemen, right? Cause they don't know which guy to step up and which guy to keep going. Yeah. I, I yeah. always try exactly. to let a guy go through and then kind of, if I could get to the middle, then, um, then I will have options. Yeah. Um, anywho, sure. I don't know That's how we get, like this is just us talking hockey yeah. now, isn't it? Jeepers. Yeah. It's like, like, like yeah. when the skates would be over and we'd just yeah. sit there and talk for a half hour and 
Colby, my son, would be like, Dad, yeah. are yeah. we leaving yet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, sorry, buddy, I haven't been in a locker room in a while. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but like, that's the thing is um, what this is and what we're doing is when I was out of the game um, and I was 32, I guess, when I came back. And then I had a tough go there for a while adjusting and whatnot because I didn't have locker rooms anymore. I didn't have like-minded guys around in a locker room and like how like that snook let me come out and help him out and um, that he appreciated me helping him out and then lets my son and his buddies have some memories. Um, It's pretty neat that I'm back in the game and it's all because these kids I've coached that really, got me right into it and then talking in my shed you know <laughs> yeah yeah fun stuff no, yeah for sure it was fun skating with you guys though you know yeah oh and, yeah anywho so you guys grew up in waterloo to what age are you frozen there's still like my family's still there can you hear it see now no you're you're, I, my, you're fighting uh, it yeah you're there you are Okay, actually, I that's a silly question okay. because I want to ask more about genes. Um, when the research team gets hot, it says that um, yeah. you have some great uncles that are players and people. And um, I pulled up one dude and I'm like, sometimes this website's wrong when the research team gets hot. And I'm like, I'm not sure if like this is true. And then I, I click <laughs> on the name Ray Bauer and that fellow looks just like you. You guys look yeah. alike. <laughs> yeah, I think that's my grandpa. That's your, yeah. Well, it's that's so my... they look the same and he played for team Canada. In yeah. Yeah. Quite the family heritage you guys have in the game of hockey, huh? Yeah. So, do you want to explain it, or do you want Bobby. me to? Um, I can explain it. It's just my, it's my mom's side of the family who, uh, so her dad played, yeah, like you said, for Team Canada, I think, and then her great uncle, or her uncle, her uncle Bobby Bauer played in, for the Boston Bruins on that crowd line with. Um, I don't, I don't remember the names, but the, the, the other names, um, and then the other uncle thought he was a Catholic priest who basically, I think he founded a, I don't, I don't want to be quoted wrong, but I think it's like the Canadian national team. I don't know if he founded it or, or he was like part of the beginning first Olympics with the team. And then I think he's big in like Calgary and things like that. He was out there for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, my mom actually played uh, in the uh, 84 Olympics for field hockey. So it kind of passed through her. Uh, I don't know. They say athletes are athletes and athletes make athletes. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, the David Bauer fella says he's in the IIHF Hall of Fame as a builder yeah. and has Olympic bronze. And let's say he was the GM of Team Canada for like 20 years. <laughs> Wild stuff. Yeah. 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 It's pretty crazy. But the Bauer name around Waterloo is a, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. No, it is. Yeah. 
it's uh they're they've been there they were like i think they helped found the kitchener maybe i think back in the day mm -hmm. the german settlement so they were my mom yeah my mom's family my mom's never left kitchener or kw i guess or whatever um and uh, she grew up there a bunch of cousins there and things well it, man the the yeah, the history you got your family's got in hockey, it's pretty neat that then you are diving into pro here and playing NCAA. Your sister's a captain in NCAA, and I yeah. always say genes are a thing, folks. I don't think I'm wrong again, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But so speaking of genes are a thing, there's a yeah. team you were on. I think yeah. it's Penticton. So you yeah. had Mike Sillinger's kid on the team you, or yeah. whatever cylinders first name was mike keen i played against in the ahl when he was with manitoba at the end of his career as stanley cup champion you played with his kid yeah. and you played with tony amonti's kid <laughs> yeah and there was there's there's more than that too there was uh six and four kids seriously it was like a nhl kid team um so there was dixon ward you know who that is I've heard that name. I so it, it he he was he played probably like six or seven years. His kid was on the team. Um, do you remember Stu Barnes? Yeah, oh sure do. Buffalo Saber number forty one. Hell of a player. He liked to muck his, it up. Yeah, his kid was on the team. Yeah, really? Jack Johnson's brother was on the team. Yeah. See when I when I look um, when the research team gets hot and I just cruise through the last names to see if anything sticks out. I saw the three I saw, but Barnes and the other one there, Ward, like I wouldn't have looked at that, but I tell you, jeans are a thing, folks, yeah. just so you know. <laughs> right. oh, yeah, that team is weirdly, I, I think they, a lot of NHLers bring their kids there for some reason, like Niedemeyer's were there, uh, Richter's kid was there, um, the Broder's kids were there. It's like a weird I don't know. I think and, it's just because it's a nice place to play. The coach kind of. I played against yeah. uh, Rob Niedemeyer. He was in Switzerland in Lugano. We went there and played a game. I'm in the second league in Germany and we go and play Lugano. Not sure what the plan is there. <laughs> and um, we got absolutely throttled. And it was actually like the other team I had played with in Beatingheim that we had, like, we were like the Yankees in the second league. Like, we wouldn't have done too bad yeah. against them, but like the team I was on, then we had no budget. We go play Lugano and got absolutely throttled. And Rob Niedemeyer and these other guys were just toying with us. And I tell you, it's a tough day at the office when people are toying with you playing hockey. <laughs> Cause <Yeah>. I, <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I got some more questions. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, sons on that team is that the team you win it with then you win it your first year in the bchl with penticton uh, we won it the year before oh yeah okay yeah i don't I know which well, uh, which year they were that. on but the year so it's yeah. got to be a, a bit of a change for you and you probably start figuring out what your role is going to be in pro hockey and whatever maybe but you go from 21 points and 21 playoff games with Stratford. Um, I'm curious about this because you're the D-man of the year of the league. Back yeah. when I played Junior B, you got yeah. scholarships from Junior B. 
you my team in Elmira had seven scholarships, NCAA Division One. Um and then now nobody gets scholarships from there, which is depressing. But now you have to leave to go elsewhere. So you go from a point a game, D man of the year, and then in the next season you play 21 playoff games and only have two apples. So that means you're playing shutdown roll, penalty kill, and no power play. Correct. You have to you play on power yeah. plays to score points. Yeah, no, literally. Especially the man. I mean, yeah, like uh, that whole year, I wouldn't have even sniffed the power play, I don't think. Um, which I think ultimately was good for my game um, because being, part of my like identity up to that point was like a power play guy, like big one-timer, all that. All that. Um, but as I move forward, like, I don't think I would have even. You, you, well, you figured out exactly what your role is in hockey, well, in, yeah, in pro like, hockey in the higher levels. Yeah, exactly. Like I know. I, There's Kale McCars out there. Right. And you no, get out there with no, some no. of those guys and you're like, well, I know yeah. what I'm good at. And I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to play yeah. against you in a hockey game. You're big, yeah. you're strong, you're fast and you got skill too. It's um, yeah. But um, yeah, like I, I get it, but I thought you'd still be doing it at junior because um, I mean, I skated with you. I would have thought you'd still be on the power play. I don't know how good yeah, the ECHL well, is though. Probably have been, but it was, you know, there's other factors and. And they, yeah, if they want to play a more on the penalty kill, they uh, want to play uh, a harder um, minutes against the top yeah, lines. But... Yeah. I mean, Honestly, it probably does, didn't matter anyways. Like, I wouldn't be a power play guy in pro, so what does it matter, you know? like Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, and especially I feel like it's – I don't – I wouldn't want to – it's not that I wouldn't want to be a power play guy in pro, but there's a lot of pressure to produce. And being, I think, uh, a defender, it, I, I think well, – you're not easier but you can kind of show your worth more in a kind of more stable way than you know living by second apples on the peeper you know if you've got to be quarterbacking a power play it's like more it's your production so i don't know i i and obviously with just the way i play well uh, you can focus on like the the best parts of your game and for me it's like when I was growing up, I didn't realize all the different roles it takes to win and all the sure. different people you need. And you can't yeah. just have all scores. And like, I grew up thinking, well, I'm, re- I'm doing yeah. good. I'm scoring. I'm doing really good. But then you're not going places and doing things. And you're like, well, but then it's like, well, each team can only have like one short scoring right winger, you know, like yeah. you can't have many of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Well, and then whatever you do, you do. That's one thing someone told me when I was going pro was like, when they sh- when you show up and a guy shows up it at pro, whether it's the NCAA guy, the OHL guy, when they'd show up, they'd be like, so what do you do? Right? Like, what do you do? And each player has a different thing they do. Mm-hmm. Takes all, yeah, it takes all pieces, I guess. To wow, and I bet, go. and you're a high end 
at what you do. And I don't think you'll be in the coast that long just to let you know, but then I yeah. don't know how it works okay. now with all these young puppies, you know, these days there's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So how do you go from, how do you, why do you play for the Halton Ravens when you're playing Guelph AAA, that Bantamere, how do you end up in Halton? Honestly, don't even. It was it was either that or midget triple A. I think that year, um, and okay. I just just I I don't know. It's uh, it was honestly inconsequential because I broke my collarbone in like middle of November and I was done for the year. So oh really? It didn't really make it a difference. So think, that yeah, that that leagues came the, up a couple times. We every day at that on that team. Like you practice every yeah, day. The league's a crazy league. Yeah, uh, practice every day, which was the, and it was like, uh, yeah, open ice like from three to six, and practice at like I don't know, like four to five, so you could just wheel around out there forever, and that was kind of the idea, I think, going into it. Um, but I think I'm, I think I'm one of one in terms of uh like d1 players i think from that league which is kind of funny like i still get tagged and stuff uh like on instagram um like oh, where, that, are that could, where are they now where are they now because you you got out of that league because that league yeah. has come up and it's it's actually uh it's been british guys that uh that were oh. trying to get to to canada to play junior and that was the league that they would go to because i didn't know what it was growing up in elmira yeah. Um it's not Canada. So you can have anyone in there. There'd be a team it was a team full of like immigrants from Shelburne. It was the weirdest thing. That is weird. Yeah. So, um yeah. and then how do they make money bring all those people from all over the place? But hey, um so then you leave there to go to the Stratford Colletons. Um, yeah. And Stratford, you know what that is, and it's not far from home. And how'd you pick Stratford? I actually was, uh, I started the year when I was 17 in, uh, in Wellington. Um, oh, two games played. Got that down. You still there? Holy moly. And we're back. Still inner shaky internet, but I'm not leaving the shed, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> so you started in the Wellington Dukes. Yeah. And then uh, I was actually traded to Stratford, I guess. I don't know how that worked. Um, but it was the best thing that happened for my career at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened in Millington. tonight. I, th I was young and I think they brought in some older D man at the time. I was like 17 and they said, go play here. You'll play more. And then from there, I really, uh, my career definitely could, I could have just been done, but I just, uh, I really took off from there. So well, uh, Stratford was huge for my development. 
for sure. And like those junior leagues, if you get put in the wrong spots where they have all these studs ahead of you and uh, like, there's just no, there's no room for you and there's nowhere for you to be in the lineup. And we're back folks. Shaky internet in the shed still happening. I apparently they want me to be outdoors in the summer, which makes sense. Right. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I don't know what we were talking about. Do you remember? No clue. I honestly don't know. Like yeah. somewhere in junior hockey, yeah, like whatever. Yeah. We, we should maybe move on. Right. Nobody gives a shit about junior hockey. anymore, <laughs> guys, do they? Um, so you did get traded though, when you went out to the BCHL, so you went to the Penticton, win it all. And then, um, the next season you get traded to the salmon arm silverbacks. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, basically fight through um, it. You're a gamer. I know you are. I know you're going to, nope. you're going to fight through it. You're tired, but you're a gamer. <laughs> yeah. I, I got you. <laughs> um, no, sorry about that. I shouldn't be on it, but, um, I'm just so... kidding. Um, yeah, so after that year, I, I, uh, and we touched on it earlier, I just, I wanted to, I basically just wanted to play more power play and different things like that. So I asked for a trade, um, pretty early on in the year, um, kind of just right outside of camp. Cause I kind of knew it was going to be the same thing, but it was my 20 year old year. So I was like, I might as well keep improving my power play skills. Like I already won in this league. Like I don't need to. So do when do you get recruited by Cornell? When, like, when does that happen? Start of basically in between Stratford and uh, my first year in Penticton. That's so, they had come to see me in Stratford, and then, um, then they committed me like in preseason of that my first PCHL year. Yeah. So basically, I think it was just like you already knew you were going to college, and you wanted to better yourself and do more. Yeah. Well. Yeah, exactly. So I was committed and um, I just basically didn't, didn't want to do it all over again, just play the same role, which was it's probably was probably going to happen. We had like um, a young defenseman who actually got drafted pretty high that year. So it was like his kind of job to lose in the power play. For sure. But you know, that's what they got to do. Like he, he was probably better than Miller power play too. I just, I well, and it's the same as you like in Halton, right? It's yeah. when they get a puppy yeah. like that, that they know can really go places. They try to, they should, if they're smart, try and really promote him and make him yeah. the yeah. like the biggest stud they can make him so that then people say good things about their organization. And then there's no, some, definitely. there's yeah. some organizations that don't get that. And, you know yeah no it's, it's a it's a business and it's like uh, these like a lot of these guys were uh first round picks to the dub who like didn't go to the dub they went to bchl to play for pentecton so they're young guys and you if you wanted to get more of those first round picks like you got to play these young guys and um you know that whole thing so yeah uh you know i told you and I just, but I just didn't want to have an effect. Kind of so, was... the the salmon arm silverbacks. Where is that? Is that out west? BC? That's, uh, yeah, that's uh, just like an hour, two hours north of Penticton, Okanagan Valley. So it's like the very. It's in the Shushwaps, technically, which is the region up there, Shushwap Lake. So, so when you are, you're in Stratford, and 
this is just always curious to me because like I have a son growing up in hockey and um, I'd rather him live around here. Um, You play for Stratford. Who instructs you to go to the BCHL? Um, Basically everyone. So I had a little, I had an advisor at that point, but not even him really just even call it like the college coaches who I talked to in junior B were like, we want to see you play higher level. They didn't, no one forced me to go to BC, but it was either that or the USHL at the time. And I decided to go to BC. League yeah. So it, it, it is a thing now because when I oh, play in junior B, yeah. like you could get scholarships out of that league no. and guys from this area were getting scholarships out of this league and now they all have to leave. You know? And we're right back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, so uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so basically a lot of teams will sniff around junior B players, like, and they'll talk to them and stuff nowadays. You could even get committed in junior B. But you still, they'll still make you go play somewhere else, like either USHL or BC, before you come to the school. And that is uh, depressing as a dad around here. Yeah. You know, when you grow up around here and raise a kid from here, and uh, yeah, and then that's that sucks. Um, but it was it there was a year I guess where they decided that junior B was officially a league below tier two junior A where it used to be yeah. the same. So to, yeah. now they can get a release without anything where before, like you couldn't just leave, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So after my year in Stratford, I was like technically like a free agent for the, for all the junior A teams. I think I got around like 30 calls from. Uh, oh, and those guys are competitive and they're going to want to yeah. win all the leagues, like not even just BC, like, BCAJ, uh, OJs, this the Ottawa CC League, the USHL, because uh, it's 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 great because like junior B tech like the go just technically. So how do you decide where to go? How do you decide? Penticton, Penticton was like the best uh, best team. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, won. Yeah. So. Right, and winning's fun. Exactly. That's what we're doing it for. Right. So anyways, then you do show up in Cornell. What's yeah. your favorite night of college? Favorite night of college. Can be hockey. It can be off ice. Cause at Western Michigan, most of us respond with off ice is the answer. Um, we didn't win that many games on the ice. So that's what we cling to. Um, Best night of college would probably be uh, when we clinched uh, the Ivy League championship my freshman year. So you won uh, that too? Yeah, we won the Ivy League there. Um, yeah, just like a huge party scene with – I can't imagine. Yeah, the the trophy. And like that's a, that's a big deal for our school too, just like – the, the program our coaches were you know super like because that was probably the first time like with a coming into a storied franchise like or i guess school like cornell like the program you wanted to be kind of part of like the success so it was a kind yeah. of just a 
a big weight off the shoulders to, you know, I was, I played in this game and I won it. So it's like, you know, I can, I somehow, I was not a huge contributor sure about that as a freshman but it's just being every it takes I, everybody to win yeah, it takes the it takes the freshman being able to pull their weight yeah, or else exactly. you don't win yeah um, but it and was, it takes it the more. seniors being seniors but like for me the part of western michigan that sucks is that like i i wanted to win i wanted to be a part of winning at that school and like it takes yeah. everyone to win and um yeah so no you should be proud of that and that one of my favorite nights ever at school was with the goalie. We're playing like a top 10 school, Ferris State, when Kunitz was yeah. there and everybody. And our goalie scored a goal. And man, what a party after. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. No, it's, uh, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, just being, just when winning you win. is the opposite of losing. It's like, yeah. When you lose and everybody had all these plans for Saturday night and what everybody wanted to do together, and then nobody wants to do anything. And then if you do need to sit around and chat, like you feel guilty that you're all together, but it's like, well, (laughs) we got to do something. Exactly. No. And yeah, it just takes the pressure off the whole, you just feel like you can let loose and have fun with the guys, and especially when a winning's attached to it, it just makes it that much better. So, oh uh, yeah, winning is so different than losing. Um. So, anyways, uh, what else do I got then? Cornell's sweet. So then, how? Why Vermont? Why did you go there? Because this is a curious one for me. In yeah. Vermont, you got a you got Swedes, a Kazakhstanian, a Slovak, Finns, German, Latvian. Canadians and Americans on a college team in the USA. Yeah, no, it was, it was a very interesting experience for sure. That team. Um, I've never seen that before. Like I've seen maybe a a fin or two or a sweet or two on an NCAA team, but for the most part, they were Canadians and Americans. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that was my experience too. I was super surprised and just, uh, yeah, the amount of broken English that was going on in that room was, uh, and you know, hockey players don't speak that well anyway. So it's like little. Uh, well, it's it's interesting, right? Because I the closest teams I was ever on, and they're all uh, they're yeah. like from similar backgrounds. I don't know if it's similar, but like in Cardiff, we had Brits and we had a bunch of Canadians from not many of them were from big towns and it was the closest team I was ever on. Then I think back on it and I go to Germany and win a championship there. And it was the, the imports were all from small town Canada for the most part. And, um, Bavarian Germans. And I'm telling you, shed guys are from certain pockets in the world. And it's just interesting to me. No, it is. And that's, that's a good point. Um, I'm not saying yeah. shed guys don't exist in all these other countries. I'm saying for a team to be close, for a team yeah. to really gel, yeah. there needs to be something that brings it all together. And when everybody's from different backgrounds, it's hard. I would think it's, I don't know, to just totally jive all together as a no, team. No, it's, it's true. Um, it didn't help too that they were all freshmen. Um, they didn't. We 
there were 11 of them, and I think there were zero Canadians and two Americans. You're telling me <laughs> all of them they brought in were in yeah. one class? European. And uh, then there was like, then I cut that there's a Latvian as a sophomore that year. That was so that was my first year. And um, just, uh, it was just hard to like communicate with them, obviously. So some of them, some of them were like did high school or something in the States. So they were a little better, but um, yeah, no, it, it was just a lot. It was a, and plus we weren't very good. So. Right. I saw that too. Yeah. 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 So I think uh your leading score had like sixteen points. That's not many. (laughs) That's not a lot. (laughs) No, horrible. Like um You guys must not have got any power plays that year. (laughs) No, I mean Well, see, yeah, I don't even know what the issue was. Like we were actually pretty good defensively, I wanna say. Um that's easy to say though. I don't know. Like we were we lost a lot both games we just couldn't score as you saw on the stats. yes yeah so when you can't score it's you it's can't hard to win, win. yeah but but back to the european versus like a lot of them are really good dudes and you could see the evolution of them now like when i've just left um some of them are just so much more comfortable and like once you're in university it it it, it speeds you up pretty quick to just like being a college kid in America. Well, and like for me, I'm not saying you a team shouldn't have players from all different countries. I'm saying that there can be too much of it. That you can yeah. that yeah. you y- you need to have somewhat of a a base, and then yeah. and then bring in the other parts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily think that was the issue with like. Vermont uh, or it's that team that year. I mean, it, it was more just we didn't have good hockey players. Like that I, was, I get you. Yeah. But, but no, that is a good point. And you can see now like them, I guess they're juniors this year. Uh, a lot of those uh, European guys who were freshmen when I was coming in there. Um, and they're just so much more like, I don't want to say Americanized, but they're like, comfortable. They're comfortable and they can they can obviously communicate way better and it's just a whole different scene. It didn't help they brought them all in together. Right. Like, but I always say happy hockey players play better. And yeah. um yeah. and being comfortable in a place uh would make yeah. it a lot easier. It was like my first year in Germany. Um I wasn't that comfortable until near the end of the year, which things got better at the end yeah. of the year. And then the next year when I'm going back to something I know and I understand the country and what I'm going into and where I'm going and what I'm doing, yeah. um, then you can play a lot better because all 100%. the other stuff's not out of the way, you know? Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so what'd you take in Vermont if you already graduated Cornell? <laughs> Cornell? My master's in uh, plant and soil science. So just a continuation of uh, my undergrad, but a master's in so you're going to be growing you're going to be growing the best honey crisp apples around then if you got your masters in this shit (laughs) yeah no it's definitely uh it was a way for me to keep uh keep playing uh hockey and uh while still like furthering what i'm doing here in the summer so it was a perfect perfect fit and so that's kind of why i went to vermont too they were one of the only schools to offer a uh 
like that kind of degree, like as a master's student. And then uh, my sister actually was, is still there currently doing her, the one who went to Princeton is doing the one, doing uh, her medical residency there. So I was like, uh, I was just looking at schools and it was a good fit and she was already there. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go. Um, That's and, cool. Yeah. So, you know, close to family and whatever. So, right. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, you leave Vermont. Do you have a best night at Vermont? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay, that's okay. Um, well, <laughs> so then after that, you you go to Lordo in Greenville, and yeah. um, I I know you're gonna be his type of guy. I already know that. Yeah. Um, but the last time I was in Greenville was I had on Bryce Reddick when he was a player assistant coach for them last season, and then uh, Tanner Eberly stopped by while we were chatting that day. So I'm not sure if he's back with your squad. Yes, I think he is back back yeah um he seemed like back. a dandy for the couple seconds i saw him on on yeah, he's, he's a really good dude good sasky yeah. yeah yeah it's weird where they all come from right uh but sunshine and hockey is what i wrote down is like hockey ha- happy hockey players play better and i don't know yeah. why you guys wouldn't play good when you get to live in like greenville oh, right yeah no my my whole kind of vibe changed once i got down there um obviously they were such a good they were a good team when I got there and it was like, wow, this is fun. We can win. There's people scoring goals. Like it was a huge change that way. Um the hockey was easier because like the guys I was playing with were way better. Um, you know, like a lot of things just kind of clicked for me that way. And then you're living in like nice weather. And you feel <laughs> yeah. like there's a pool right by the uh the apartment complex where the team stayed. Um and then the guy, yeah, it was just everything was just dialed in, and um, yeah, it made it to like it just made hockey fun. You wanted to go to the rink, and you wanted to, and that's what you want. Better. You want to yeah. feel like you want to go to the rink. And, yeah. Um, when when you get to the point in a season where you don't want to go to the rink, you're scared of getting ripped on. But the, like the season's over. Yeah, it's, it's over. Um, that's what happened at Western Michigan. Um, and I'm not. Beating around the bush there, um, guys didn't want to go to the rink. Nobody wanted to go to the rink. We had anxiety be- about going to sleep the night before workouts and running and skating, and nobody wanted to be a hockey player. And I think it makes me the coach I am now. Um, I want people to think hockey's fun, and I want them to want to show up and play for me. And I think the coaches that were the best I had in my career, where I wanted to play for them, I wanted to give it that extra bit because they were good to be or whatever. And yeah. um, you wanted to show up and be around all your buddies. And I think that's what hockey should be. Uh, but then I went to the AHL and it was the, it, it was the same. I didn't want to be at the rink. It wasn't fun. I would go there and get bag skated and I show up out of college and I'm not on a power play and I'm the power play guy. And I was like, I don't really like this. I don't really, want to, this isn't fun. And then, it was yeah. going to Germany and playing with these Bavarian fellows from Landshut, Germany, that changed my perception of hockey and pro and made me start loving hockey again. And um, it sounds like you're going to have fun playing this year. And um, hopefully you guys can win her because I like seeing 
shed guys do well. And if you and Lordo win this year, then I get to feel like I won too. Right <laughs> you know? on. Right. Yeah. And actually, I hope to see you in the AHL because I've skated with you and I've seen you move and I've seen you shoot and I've seen you do all the drills and I've seen your dedication. I don't see you being in the coast for very long, but if you do want any help getting to Europe someday, let me know because I might know a few people. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I thank you for those kind words. appreciate it. No, yeah. seriously, when you get on ice with people and you know who comes to work and shows up, but I think that's who you are. That's how you're raised is you work on the ice, but you work off the ice. And I saw it in the picture with the apple orchard is <laughs> yeah. like you do, you give her <laughs> that. It's true though. Some yeah. people know how to work and some people don't, you know, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Well, sure. thanks for coming on and making the time. Sorry oh. for keeping you up so late, you know, oh, no. <laughs> it's a lot of fun chatting. So I, I, I act, I think you're la you're what's your nickname? Leahy. Uh, well, miss, you know, uh, trailer park boys. Yeah. I got a bubbles so Mr. in my life. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Leahy. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Labatt so is a sugar call, King and uh, a Western Michigan Bronco. So they call me like Jim sometimes Jim Lake. Oh, because yeah. of Lay. Yeah. yeah. I or, or jumbo jumbo Joe. I got that a little bit. But uh, it honestly has changed. I don't know. It always changes. Depends. I've gotten laser before. Laser. I like laser. that. I like that. And that this has good. been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Laser and Wally. <laughs> Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, I'm trying to go.